working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high-wire woman, Rosanna Berardi, stays on the high-wire while managing a busy law firm, a consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Hello, high wire women. It's Rosanna Berardi here for another fun and fantastic episode of the High Wire Women podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about loving the skin that you're in. And what does that really mean? Well, I don't know about you, but I live in the Northeast, and right now, ugh, the days are getting longer and darker and colder. We're going to be moving the clocks backwards next weekend. So it's going to be dark. Um, And, you know, I've lived in the Northeast my whole life. I am not in Hawaii. I don't, you know, I'm not a sun worshiper, but every year at this time, it gets dark and depressing. And the first thing that I notice is my skin. My skin becomes drier, my hands, my face, Um, my skin really feels, you know, the, the darkness, the long days. And Today, I want to talk about a few things that what you can all do to love the skin that you're in, to enjoy it during the winter cold months. Um, We probably won't be seeing a lot of sunshine this year with COVID and all that that's going on. So today, I have a good friend of mine and my own personal esthetician who I see regularly, Michelle Jambardino. And Michelle is the owner of Face Fitness, and we'd like to welcome her to the show. Say hello, Michelle. Hi, Roseanne. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I'm so excited. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about you and your business. Well, I've been in this business a really long time. Um, I love science and art, and I think skincare combines this beautifully. Um, I went into my own business because I wanted to offer the best in skincare I possibly could. And way back in 1994, I removed myself from hair salons and um, was one of the first in Western New York's to open a spa only um, where you could have facials, manicures, pedicures, and massages. So I have an intense love for this industry and um You know, it's all about um, getting fit. Um, Your face is your identity, and it says a lot about who you are. For sure. And and given your your vast experience, you've probably seen a lot of trends come and a lot of trends go. Um, So with COVID, I I know here in New York State, um, you were unable to perform facials for quite a long time. Um, And thankfully, you're now able to do that. Tell us how COVID's been impacting not only your business, but now that you are seeing your clients, like what are you noticing in terms of their skin? Um, A lot of things that I'm seeing where we've got a new term called mask acne, um, where wearing masks, there's a lot of sensitivity, some irritation, some bacterial buildup. So I will see some inflammation and breakouts along the jawline, chin, and part of the cheek area because of mask wearing. So that's one thing that um, we're noticing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always held to the highest regards of sanitation. Um, that's part of our um, 
you know, licensing, you know, before sure. the state board, we have to, um, you know, really uh, make sure that we are very well of communicable diseases and how to prevent all that. So um, we create a very safe environment for uh, these services. But the biggest thing that I've seen since COVID is issues with um, the skin being um, sensitized, irritated mm-hmm. due to wearing the masks. So we're all wearing our masks and I've noticed personally some breakouts. What can we do to avoid that? Is there any workaround or are we just stuck with having mask me until COVID's gone? Well, one of the things that um, I do recommend is keeping the skin as hydrated as possible. A lot of people are afraid of being too oily, um, but your moisturizer um, can give a barrier to the skin. So increasing a barrier to your skin when you have your mask on helps a lot um, with irritation because sometimes the mask, if not fitted properly, is kind of rubbing up against the skin, creating a little bit of trauma that people are unaware that they're having. Um, Obviously, changing your mask outs very regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're in an environment where you can give yourself a mask break, um, highly recommended to do that. Um, so, you know, we're really conscientious about, you know, everybody else around us, but if you can kind of have that little break once in a while and mm-hmm. get that mask off, that's a great thing to do. Um, and so do you, I, I'm sorry. On. Do you recommend the fabric math mask over the cloth or the, the paper mask? Like what do you think is best in terms of skincare? And, and up against the skin, I would probably say a nice cloth mask. Um, I'm okay. finding for some people the paper, um, you know, it does absorb things, but it kind of creates a little more abrasion to the skin. Okay. So, you know, more of a fabric would a soft fabric would probably be better. But what a lot of people are not doing is changing those masks out regularly. Sure. So, Right. Um, you have to be kind of on your due diligence of making sure that there's always a clean mask on your face. Okay. So if I'm a brand new client and let's say I'm, I'm young, I'm like 25 and I'm coming to you for the first time, what is the one thing that you would insist on me doing over the course of decades to keep my skin looking fresh and lively and wrinkle free? What is the one thing we should all be doing? The one, the one thing would be wash your face. Um, clean skin is going to be healthy skin. And my biggest recommendation is doing that at night. Okay. Um, get rid of the exposures of the day. Get rid of that makeup and um, treat your skin, you know, to uh, maybe a nice lightweight serum that's going to give water to the skin and then seal it in with a moisturizer. So the biggest thing that I... Um, would say is cleansing your face at night before you go to bed and get that beauty sleep, you know? Um, so that would be the number one thing that I would Okay. So now you need to clarify something for me. That's been an argument in my household. So I own a million skin products and my husband owns the hand soap that we have in our bathroom. (laughs) Oh yeah. He will argue all day long that there's no difference between all of my products and the hand soap that he uses to not only wash his hands, but cleanse his face. So what say you on that topic? Well, men characteristically have thicker skin. Um, They have a little bit more oil secretion than women do. So women have, you know, a little bit more of that 
delicate skin where um, due to the, the chemistry of a man, um, he has a tendency to have a little bit more of that thicker, oilier skin. So I've seen where men can just get away with cleansing their face and call it a day where us as women, we cleanse our face and we're bone dry. Mm -hmm. All the moisture sucked out of our face. So um, that's a huge difference that we see between men and women. And most men, well, they don't want to be bothered with a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) They just want to get, you know, their face clean and get about the business. Right. Where I think for women, it's a ritual. We Mm -hmm. love, I love putting makeup on and love getting myself ready. And I just love my skincare. So, and I think a lot of women feel that way. Yeah. I look forward to it at the end of the day before I get into bed of doing my little routine. It's, it's part of what relaxes me and makes me feel good. So, you know, we were bombarded with images all day long on Instagram or magazines or Facebook of celebrities that have just this airbrush, perfect looking skin. And when I look at it with envy, I try to remind myself that, okay, a lot of this could be photoshopped or airbrushed, but a what, lot of it is. <laughs> yeah. And what can we do as working women that are busy juggling our businesses and our families and our careers and cooking dinner? What are some simple steps that we can take to have healthy looking skin? We're not all going to be runway models, but what are the best tips that we can do that are simple that every American woman can do and, and any Canadian woman can do or any listener can do to make their skin? Well, the number one recommendation, number one, if I was on a stranded island and I needed one thing and one thing only, I would use the word, and it's very simple, water, to remain hydrated um, internally and externally. Internally, you know, is extremely important where you have, you know, your fruits, your vegetables, your fatty essential oils to create internal hydration. Um, But if you look at external hydration, that's your moisturizer. Um, you'll see like the number one ingredient in all your moisturizers is water. Um, the question is, is what is your skin type? Um, do you have oily skin? If you have oily skin, you need a very lightweight water-based moisturizer. If you have very dry skin, you're going to need the water and the oil combination moisturizer. So um, water is extremely essential Um, I mean, you can go days without food, but you can't go without water. Mm -hmm. So I think of water as a life source for skin care, Um, sealing in that water, you know, when you're bathing and you're taking a quick shower, you know, maybe have a little jojoba oil, um, you know, by your shower so that you can pat off and quickly get a lightweight jojoba oil and seal in that water into your skin. And then the most important thing is your cleanser and your moisturizer and your SPF. That's huge for anti-aging. A lot of people don't realize um, most of my work is um, you know, undoing what the sun has done. So environmental exposure is huge. So if you can be cognitive of the fact that even though you're in an office, um, you're driving in your car, you're still getting incidental sun exposure. So, um, just keeping hydrated internally, externally, and an SPF is probably the trick of the trade. Because when I think of dehydration, I think of a sponge that has absolutely no water and hard to the core. And um, without that water, you see that shriveled up look and it's hard to touch. And that's exactly what happens to skin. But -hmm. if you add water into it, you get that plumped up, smoother Mm -hmm. look. 
So um, water is huge and your SPF is huge. Um, so those would be the most important thing in skincare. Okay. So tell me about sunscreen and SPF. So you and I live in a climate where it's cold about six months of the year. It's dark. Mm -hmm. We don't see a lot of sunshine. And um, my husband says to me, why are you putting on sunscreen? It's February. We haven't seen the sun in months. Um, Why is it still important for us to wear sunscreen or an SPF mixed into one of our makeup bases? Why is that still important? It's important because in the um, Northeast where you have snow, it reflects like water. So even though, um, you know, you're technically in the darker season and you're not outdoors, that sun is pretty, pretty much um, radiating on the skin, whether it's winter or summer. And, you know, if it's a bright um, winter day with all that snow, there's a lot of, you know, a reflection going on. Um, there's different types of sunscreen. You have sunscreens that are in your makeup, mm-hmm. um, sunscreens um, that are chemical laden SPFs, and then mineral based SPFs. Um, I think a lot of women and sometimes even men find certain SPFs either can be irritating or too thick, um, and they don't like necessarily wearing a sunscreen. So um, knowing your SPFs um, and what they actually do, and um, um, I'm all about more of the natural sunscreens that are the mineral-based sunscreens. I personally can't wear a sunscreen because I'm so sensitive and I get irritated with the um, traditional sunscreen, but I've since kind of branched off into the mineral sunscreens, which are a little bit more natural based. So it does create a barrier and it protects your skin. So it's kind of like um, your moisturizers, kind of like your, the the, the shirts you're going to wear. And then the sunscreen is kind of like the coat that kind of seals it all in and gives you that nice barrier. So having a barrier um, to protect your skin is huge. Um, compromised barriers are something that I'm always dealing with mm-hmm. um, in the in the salon um, where, you know, people are inflamed, they're red, they're irritated. And so, you know, you're having, you know, basic issues with either inflammation, redness, irritation, dryness, or rosacea. So sure. the barrier is huge. Sure. So is it okay to utilize or makeup that has SPF in it, or is that not as effective? Because a lot of foundations will say SPF 50 or SPF 40. What what are your thoughts on that? I think, um, you know, it does help a lot. What a lot of people don't realize is unprotected skin outside in the sun um, can pretty much turn red and get irritated and, um, you know, have that uh, sun exposure in about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so your sunscreen kind of buys time mm-hmm. um, before the burn. So something like an SPF is going to give you 30 times more, um, say like your skin will burn in 10 minutes or get red or inflamed. It'll give you 300 more minutes or up to like three to five hours more time before the skin could get um, overexposed to sun. So sunscreen is something that should be used daily, but if you're an outdoor person, you know, unfor- you know, that's where the re- reapplication comes in. Mm-hmm. Of, um, I mean, it's only going to give you so much time. And what a lot of people don't realize, you wake up first thing in the morning, you know, do your skincare, put your sunscreen on in your makeup, 
by 12 o'clock lunchtime, it's kind of ran its course. So sunscreen is kind of a false pretense of, oh, I wear sunscreen all the time. I shouldn't have burned. Mm -hmm. Well, you can. You can get still incidental sun exposure. Got it. Sunscreen. So what are you seeing in terms of trends in your business? Are there any like new cool things? I know lots of people are talking about eyebrows and eyelash lifts. And what are you seeing that there's something new on the horizon that we can all look forward to? Um, Well, with everybody wearing their mask, the eyes are, they say everything. And um, we have found, um, I personally am just wearing eye makeup. I'm wearing very little makeup because my face is always covered, but I'm always making sure that I have a really good moisturizer on my skin because I have dry, sensitive skin. But we've been playing up eyebrows and we've been doing something called brow laminating where um, it'll kind of take some very thin Um, brows and kind of fluff them out and put a little henna or color to them just to kind of give a little more frame around the eyes. Mm. Um, As we get older, um, we fade in a lot of ways. Our hair, you know, gets lighter. Our eyebrows Mm. get lighter. Um, You know, we just seem to, um, I'm going to call like as we get older, kind of fade away. So um, things with makeup to kind of accentuate um, what we once had, like, you know, our brows when we were younger were much darker than maybe what they are when we're 40 or 50. So enhance the eyebrows. And that's okay. what we're actually starting to do now is the enhancement um, to eyebrows. Um, the other thing is, is um, our skincare is the um, dermaplaning. A lot of women are absolutely loving that. That's like almost our number one service right now. Um, Dermaplaning is a chemical-free mechanical exfoliation that actually removes the peach fuzz or the lanuga hair. Mm. And um, so it's a chemical-free exfoliation where it allows your skincare products to penetrate deeper. So, and then your makeup looks absolutely flawless because it's just baby smooth and soft. So we have a lot of young women um, and older women absolutely, you know, loving um, that treatment. And tell me how the dermaplaning works. Is it, it's not a chemical, it's an actual removal, right? You use like a a light razor, is that what it is? It is a surgical um, actual scalpel. Um, that we use. It's a sterile scalpel um, used only one time um, per person, obviously. And um, we prep the skin, um, thorough cleansing, and then we use a lipophilic, meaning a very light oil, and we work that into the skin, which creates a very nice gentle barrier. And then we kind of stretch the skin, and in very soft flicking movements, we are it's almost like shaving, but it's actually deeper than that because it's actually taking some of the um, dead skin cells. We're not going into live tissue. We're going into like the, you know, the dead skin cells and removing that. And the byproduct of it is actually removing some of the peach fuzz. Hmm. Okay. So the word scalpel sounds scary, but I can tell you high wire women, I've had this done. It doesn't hurt at all. It's actually really relaxing. Um, and the way that your makeup then sits on your face, it looks almost airbrushed. It looks amazing. It does. And I highly recommend it. I didn't know anything about it until I started seeing Michelle and I love it. And, and how often do we do it, Michelle? Like four to six Um, weeks or? 
It would, for some people, um, four to six weeks. Some um, can get away with easy six weeks Mm -hmm. um, of coming in on a regular basis. And sometimes it takes one or two treatments to really see the value of it. Sure. Um, Having it once doesn't quite give you the value of what it really can do for your skin. So, um, it's, it's, I love doing it. And I've got some clients that would come in periodically that once we started doing the dermaplaning, they're coming in all the time for it. So it's awesome. That's great. All right, Michelle, tell us if people wanted to talk to you and learn more about all the cool things you have going on at face fitness, what's the best way to reach you? Um, actually our website has a wealth of information. I mean, our website is www.facefitnessltd.com. Um, you get on that website and we have full bloom explanations of all our services, our different peels. Um, usually, um, you can get a hold of me via, um, email, which is skincare at facefitnessltd.com. Um, I have some people that'll get a hold of me through Facebook, Messenger, um, our email, like I said, um, phone calls. And if somebody is not sure what they want and they really, really want to get to know what their needs are, we usually recommend for the first time coming to us a new client. Um, we spend an hour and a half with them and we do this advanced skin analysis to find out exactly what their skin type is. We love looking at their um, cosmetic chemistry, the existing products that they use on their face, and to see if that chemistry is suited to what their skin type truly is. And then whatever our services are, we will explain the different types of services that we do suited to what their particular needs are. Because we can talk all day till the cows come home until we really know what that person may need. And that's usually through a skin analysis and spending that extra time talking to them about their lifestyle and what kind of products they're actually using so Mm -hmm. we can help them out. Yeah. And I can tell you firsthand, I was using a moisturizer that I was in love with, but Michelle had to burst my bubble and tell me (laughs) after looking at the ingredients that it wasn't good for my skin. Um, so I had to give it to a friend and now I'm using something that is more suited. So Michelle is really, really bright in terms of the science behind all of this. We all want to look good, but Michelle knows the how-to behind it. And remember, ladies, you only have one face, right? This is what represents you to the world. I have so many of my younger employees that say, oh, you know, I just buy the stuff at Trader Joe's or wherever. I'll, you know, I'll buy good skincare line and products when I get older. And I just want to, I tell them all the time, no, it'll be too late then. You've got to take care of it right from the beginning. Hydrate, moisturize. Sunscreen, SPF, these are all critical things. It's just like, you know, brushing our teeth and flossing twice a day. We've got to take care of our skin. We don't need to worry about our clothes or our shoes or our bag if we look all wrinkly and pruny in our face. So um, I take this really seriously and I encourage you all to do that. And we really need to love the skin that we're in and folks like Michelle can really help us get there. So Michelle, thanks for joining us so much. We've learned a lot today. And for my High Wire Woman listeners, be sure to stay on that high wire. Make it a great day.